November 26th, 2010. And now it comes down to the right foot of Kyle Watson. Honestly, one of the worst nights that I have ever experienced. Black special team player of the week, a senior. Now it's time for Brotsman to deliver. This from 26. And what's typically known as a shopping holiday, Black Friday has a whole new meaning to Boise State football fans. No good. We had front row seats to witness it all. The drama continues in Reno. We are going to overtime. So sit back and listen. as Miles and I discuss what it was like to witness the worst loss in Boise State football history today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Game Time Guru. Today, I brought Miles back on the show. And if you recall, Miles was on episode 14 with me, and we discussed life and sports and how you can transfer some of the skills you learn in sports to your day to day life. Now, we're going to rewind the clock, go back in time about seven years ago uh, when we went to a sporting event that basically changed our lives. But before we do that, I want Miles to kind of give you guys some examples of some of the, the games that we've been to together before we actually break into this one. So, Miles, what's some of the games we've been to together, and what was your favorite one so far? Well, first off, I want to say thanks for having me back on the show. Appreciate that. Um, and some of the games we've been to, I mean, we've been to a ton. I, I remember we went to a Jazz playoff game against Golden State, and that was absolutely amazing. Playoff um, game, it was so sick. It was pretty rad. and that I mean, that was amazing. Then we had the Fiesta Bowl. We went to two of them. We went to the one against Oklahoma, the amazing one. We went to the one against Arizona just a few years ago. Um, we've been to tons of home games. We've been to a few away games for Boise State. Um, but I think really... The point of this episode is to talk about those games from 2010, if I'm correct, and that is the Virginia Tech game, which was in Washington, D.C. at FedEx Field, the Redskins, where the Redskins play. That game was absolutely amazing. And then, um, I mean, that year we also played Oregon State at home. We went to that game, and I think the, the, the premise of this podcast is to talk about that game that we went to, you know, what was it, the two days after Thanksgiving November 26th, mm-hmm. whatever it was, Black Friday in Boise, Idaho, when we played Nevada. Exactly. So, yeah, we went to this. Is, let, let me kind of give you guys an idea of why that Virginia Tech game was so awesome. For for a couple of years, Miles and I were both out of the country um, serving missions and we were doing our thing. And we never got to see Kellen Moore when he was a freshman or a sophomore. So, for a good year, him and I were, you know, riding back and forth to each other while we were out of the country. And all we could talk about is that Virginia Tech game and what was going to happen when we got back into the country and when we were going to go see that game and everything. So that Virginia Tech game was our first time seeing Kellen Moore. It was our first time going to a Boise State game since we had left. And uh, it was just anything, everything you could imagine. Um, the emotions of that game were just incredible. But then once we actually won that game, if you guys recall... Uh, we beat Virginia Tech. It was a pretty awesome game. Went right down to the wire. We realized we truly were a good football team. We had one of the best quarterbacks in the country and Kellen Moore, and it was just amazing to watch. 
as we go through this 2010 season, like Miles said, I mean, we played some great teams and we're undefeated going into this game against Nevada. Now, before we actually played Nevada, we decided we were going to go to that game about two months before it actually happened. And we found tickets for how, how much were they? Do you remember by chance? You were the one who actually bought them for yeah, us. Yeah, so I got the standing room only tickets and I think I paid like 25 bucks a piece and after fees and everything, we all paid 30 bucks a piece. 30 bucks a piece. Now, do you remember by the time we got to that game, Nevada had one loss, okay? And they, I think they lost the week before we actually played them. It was to Hawaii. And they actually, we didn't know they were going to be that good. We didn't, we didn't yeah, know I, Nevada was going to be that good. I think they beat beat up on Cal pretty bad. So yep. you know, beat on a Pac-10 then, but Pac-12 school and yeah. And I think the tickets, honestly, when we got to the to the point of the game, they were probably close to a hundred bucks a pop. Yeah. Right? So the standing room only ones were like, well, I guess the general admission were ninety bucks a piece. And so if you were to have bought like, I guess on the sideline, you probably could have sold them for 150. So, I mean, the fact that we bought them for 30, we easily could have sold them for 90 to 120 bucks. Exactly. So this game that we went to in Reno was most certainly uh, pretty hyped up. It was a, it was a big game and we're going in there to play Colin Kaepernick. Yuck. Okay. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was having a killer season and we're going into Reno. And when it got closer to the, to the game time, um, Ah, game time guru. Anyways, when it got closer to game time, we were getting excited. We had a couple buddies, as me, uh, Miles, our other buddy Logan, and our other buddy Pat. We had four of us rolling down there together. And I remember the day before it was Thanksgiving, we were playing Turkey Bowl out in the snow. It was just snowing and we were just happy, right? We were happy because you know what? Tomorrow we're going to get up early and we're going to drive down to Reno. And Reno's what, about seven hours? Yeah, just about, just about. About seven hours away. Yeah, it was a, it was a long drive in the snow, but yeah, we were just so jacked about going. We not not one of us thought that we were going to lose that game. Um, we just thought it was going to be a fun trip. And what it really was is we were like two weeks away from a Rose Bowl berth because at that time we were top five in the country and we were the favorites to go to the Rose Bowl that year. And so we knew that this was just one more fun trip before we actually headed down to Cali. Now, the thing is, is uh, Miles, tell him, did, did we have it all saved up? Were we ready to go to Cali? What was the whole plans for the Rose Bowl? Yeah, so, I mean, we were going to buy flights to California. We had, I mean, I remember at home, I just had a jar full of cash. That's when I'd get my paycheck, I'd go take some out, I'd put it in that jar, and because we were going to California. Exactly. We were talking with everybody about buying flights. We were talking about, okay, do we get a hotel? Okay, yeah, we do here, and then what we'll do is we'll stay with family members here. I mean, we had the whole thing pretty much planned out, minus booking the hotel, and booking the flights. Gosh, dude, we had it planned out. When Miles says it was planned out, like we were set in stone, we were going to that game. Like we were, we were just jacked. And like I said, the Reno trip was just one more trip to go with all of our friends, our group of four here, I should say, and uh, enjoy that before we actually made the trek down to Cali. So we were ready to go. Um, in the morning, <laughs> the morning of the game, right? It's Black Friday is the morning after Thanksgiving. Um, while everyone's shopping and going to get in line early at that time, we were we were trying to leave early. Do you remember what happened? Uh, why we didn't leave as early as we planned on doing? It was like two hours late. Yeah, does Pat listen to this show? Uh, he might, so we're going to call him out on it. Yeah, hey, Pat, remember when you slept in that morning and you wouldn't answer your phone? <laughs> so we all meet We all meet over at my house, right? Where, well, it was my parents' house. I was living with my parents. No shame. So we're living with my, I'm living with my parents, and we have everybody come over to the house. And, you know, Miles shows up surprisingly logan's on time <laughs> and then where's pat right we don't know where he's at so we're calling him we're calling him over and over and over again trying to get a hold of him and we don't know because actually pat was living at a place at the time that we couldn't just go over and barge in and get to him he's living at somebody else's place so we couldn't get a hold of pat uh 
long story short though about an hour and a half later pat uh calls us says he's really sorry right and what, what happened he slept in <laughs> he just slept well he also so he claims he he dropped his phone or something in the couch or down in the crack of the couch or something where he couldn't hear it go off so he was late and we had a hard time trying to get out of the city too because we took the wrong road we were supposed to go down midland boulevard we passed midland then we roll up to a cop roll down the windows 7 30 in the morning and we're like hey where's midland and he i mean we just had a rough time trying to get out of there anyways we get on the road okay we're, we're late to get on the road oh man what a fun trip and <laughs> we're just having a fun trip okay now once we go everyone's having fun we're excited now we're going to reno we're rapping in the car just having a blast and we recorded a couple raps and something came on the radio as we were listening to the local radio oh, for Nevada. Man, I forgot about this. Yes. Yeah, so oh. they're talking about Colin Kaepernick. They're showing his interview and everything. And they're talking about the big game coming into Reno because it was really hyped up at this point because both teams were top 25. Obviously, Boy State was top five. And I think Nevada was ranked 19th at the time, even with the one loss. So uh, Kaepernick um, said something to the, effect of, or to the effect of like, we not one of us in the locker room does not believe that we're going to win this game. Like they all knew they were going to win the game is what they said. And that kind of, it, it was that point that I started to actually get nervous. Do you remember when you started getting nervous for the game at all? I think it was that interview. Like we were all super jacked. And then I remember, so they played that clip and then didn't some guy come on and say like, this is what I feel. This is how it's going to go. And then all of a sudden that car, everyone was just like, wait, could we lose He's this right. game? <laughs> he might be right. And I remember that. Like, it was just like, crap. Like, we might lose this game. And, like, no matter how hard we tried, like, nah, 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 don't worry about it. That guy's an idiot. Like, all of a sudden, it was like, dude, what, this is going to be closer than we think. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's exactly what happened. Like, the, the whole demeanor in the car, the all four of us, were probably like three hours out of Reno or whatever. And that was what happened. And we kind of started thinking, oh, man. And then you start getting the doubt. Like, I happened to be at the game when Kaepernick was I believe he was a freshman maybe I wasn't I can't remember if that was his freshman year either way he was rolling all over us the entire time he he played us every year he would run on us and so I started thinking to myself like uh-oh like will we be able to stop him even though we have like one of the best defenses in the country can we stop him and everything started going in my mind anyways so we're nervous now as we're driving there everything shifted to from excitement to you know now we're still excited but we're a little bit nervous we understand that they might actually have the the, at least the hype behind it to, you know, get us. Anyway, so we we roll up and uh, we each had like, you know, five layers of clothes on. And we get to the stadium that night. We roll into Reno and we didn't have a lot of time before the game started. So, we, you know, we ate, we did our thing. We put on our like 10 layers, whatever it was. We had a lot of clothes on because it was freezing that night. It was a really, really, really cold night. And we're at the game. What was the feelings when we first got to where we were? We got there really early, remember? And we sat down behind the goalpost because it was general admission. We wanted to get close. And we were right in the front. What was your feelings when we first entered the stadium? Honestly, I don't remember. But just listening to everything, like like running back in my mind, I'm starting to feel sick. Like, I, like I'm getting nervous and I know the game's over. Like, I'm actually getting <laughs> Seven sick. Seven years later. But, uh, man, I don't even remember what it was. I think we were pretty, like, were we jacked? Were we nervous? Like, Shane remembers everything. I, me, I try to block out the bad so no this is this is funny because today i actually was looking into some of the highlights and re re like remembering everything that happened and looking at pictures of the trip and stuff like that and it actually like miles said it made me sick 
Like I started getting sick today thinking of the whole trip. And when we got there, um, we sat next to a, a group of Boise State fans, uh, people we didn't even know. And we were laughing at one of the signs they had made. It was regarding Mark May. And uh, we were like, these guys are awesome. Like we're sitting by a bunch of bunch of Boise State fans. It was like a family. You, you know, you didn't even know them, but they were like your crew that you were sitting with. And it was really comforting at that point. Then we started getting some, you know, Nevada fans filing in behind us and the trash talk, the trash talk started at that point. Like we saw a couple fights almost break out. Guys were walking by where we're sitting because we were on the second row. Um, they're walking right by below us. Uh, people started talking. A lot of alcohol was involved. You could tell people weren't really of a sound mind. And so we got some shoving matches going on. This is like an hour and a half before kickoff. And the trash talk had begun. Now, kickoff happens. The fans are loud, but so are we. Do you remember... I remember you telling me something, but do you remember the guy behind you that kept hitting your bag when you you had your little drawstring bag and he kept hitting your bag and saying stuff to you. Do you remember what you told me about trash talking at that point at all? Does anything ring a bell? No. Okay. I, I, so seven years ago, I'm interested to see what I said. So if for any of you who are listening, miles is actually really good at like talking trash to really, you know, frustrate people on like a sporting like in a sporting event, like whether it's on the basketball court, football field, softball field, whatever. He's good at like getting under people's skin, but he's never been really one to like trash talk back and forth in regards to actually like getting hyped up and almost wanting to fight. Well, this guy keeps hitting his bag and he keeps calling him a certain name that I can't say right now. Uh, the, the, you know, abbreviation is PB. Okay. So he kept calling him a, oh, yeah. a PB and uh, <laughs> Miles said, you told me, you, you told me, that for the first time you actually started talking trash back because you were just so hyped up in the moment. And I remember it, Miles was standing about two people over from me and he was going at it the whole entire game. Um, man, so the crowd is loud. They're just loud from the very beginning and the entire time, anytime Boise State had the ball, we had to hear the guy behind us yelling at Kellen Moore to break his bleeping neck, right? And that's all we heard for like the whole first half. I got a guy right behind me ringing a bell in my face the entire time. He keeps ringing the bell, ringing the bell, ringing the bell. Finally, Logan and I turn around and we start talking to him. And he says, he says something to the effect of like, you got you two right here and I've got 20,000 fans around me. You better not do anything. So we're like, yeah, you're probably right. So we, uh, we got into some trash talking early into the game and it just kept going throughout. But let's talk about the game itself. Do you remember how the first half of that game went? Yeah, I remember we we spanked them like I think we we were up what 21 nothing then 21 7 then we went into halftime up 24 7 right and then I think we got the ball with over a minute left and not like bad field position I think we were like what 40 yard line or so like it, it we could have gotten a field goal out of that but I think coach Pete I remember we were so ticked at coach Pete because he was so conservative there I think ran it twice took a knee or something to go into halftime and we're just I remember the four of us were just like, you have a chance to like put your throat on their neck and you foot on their neck. What'd I say? Their throat, throat on their neck. Yeah. Same you, thing. I mean, you really can yeah, assemble called, the body. Yeah. Way. I mean, you know, you, I guess it's called necking. So <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, man, I'm an idiot. No, but you're right though, because yeah. Throat on throat action. <laughs> you're absolutely right in regards to like what happened at the, at the end of the first half. You guys remember we're up 24 to seven. We are destroying them. They can't run the ball. They can't pass the ball. They haven't figured anything out. We've been scoring on them, like destroying them in the first half, especially the second quarter. We scored 21 points in the second quarter. We get the ball with a little over a minute. It's like a minute and four or something like that. Doug Martin gets the ball, runs it up for like nine or 10 yards or something. We're at like the 30 yard line almost. 
and then he takes a knee. We had like two timeouts left. Like like Miles said, but like we could have easily gotten a field goal out of it. Or well, easily is in quotes. We don't yeah. know about that yeah. field goals in that game. But I mean, we could have gotten in field goal position and yeah. done something else. What? Nothing, what? dude. I'm just thinking of my stupid comment. <laughs> Put our neck on their throat. <laughs> Throw it on their neck. Throw it on their neck. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome. So we're we're going into halftime, though. Even though we didn't score, we're at halftime. And Logan and I, so Logan and I were sitting next to each other, and the guy that kept ringing that stupid bell in my ear, he straight up tells us at halftime, even though he was annoying, we were talking trash for a good hour and a half to him, and I honestly wanted to punch him so hard in the face. Like, I, didn't, I couldn't stand him. I don't even know who he is, but I couldn't stand him. He uh, straight up tells us, this is literally the best football team I have ever watched live. And that's when like we knew we knew that already, but like other people were noticing it. Like this was the best football team that Boise State has ever had and we were literally one of the best, if not the best. That's argument, you know, it's arguable, right? I mean, yeah, there's going to be homerism between us, but dude, we we were the best team in the country. And I you'll probably get backlash or I'll get called an idiot, but dude, we were the best team in the country. I don't care what you say. I, I would have loved to play Auburn that year. Dude, we we had it all. We had a solid defense. Regardless of what anyone says, that was a fluke game, this Nevada game. We'll get to that. But we had a solid defense, stellar talent all across the board on defense, and our, obviously, quarterback was just dominant with some solid receiving. Oh, and Doug Martin? Doug <sighs> Martin, Austin Pettis, Titus Young, Kellen Moore, Brian Hout, or Byron Hout, whatever his name is, Billy Wynn. I mean, those... Man, Finnable. Oh. Winston Venable. Oh my gosh, we had so much. We had so much talent. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, so we come out at halftime, and and the stupid song that they're playing at that stadium it was "Don't Stop Believing." Um, you know, "Don't Stop Believing." That they were playing that. Um, they were playing uh, "Living on a Prayer." Oh halfway there and it was so annoying because we're like dude you're gonna you're losing you suck whatever so the second half comes around and we were getting so sick of that song we're so sick of their fans and we're like let's just finish this game and they started to trickle back a little bit i remember them scoring a touchdown and getting it to within 10 i believe yeah it was i think 24 14 right i believe so i believe it was 24 to 14 at one point they scored again make it 21 24 and then we scored a touchdown yes it was going they scored twice and their crowd started getting crazy because all of a sudden now they're back in the game and then we responded and we scored and we go back up 10 and i think they missed a field goal they did right so yeah they missed a field goal then it's like dude we got this yes we got this we truly felt like we had that game sealed at that point i mean there was a couple times we're like "Uh uh-oh they got the momentum and then we started coming back and we started making stops and all of a sudden you just see this shift. Uh, I don't know whether it was play calling. I don't know whether it was just pure luck and the gods were on their side that night or whatever, but something started to change and we could feel it. But it, it was like, they, you know what it was? They found out that Brandon Thompson was on the on the corner. Okay. Because then they started doing these little five and seven yard out routes. Same play. Every time, pick the handoff, throw it over to the side. Boom. Five yards. Next. Boom. Five yards. Boom, eight yards. It was like, dude, we couldn't we couldn't figure it out on how to get over there. Not only that, our defense started getting tired. I remember at one point, we were switching four guys on the line trying to come off in between plays because they were running it down our throat for a second. And it was so cold outside, and every single lineman had their hands on their hips, and they were breathing. You could see the, the breath coming out, and you're like, dude, they're they're gassed, and we're like early into the fourth quarter. Like, they're, they're gassed. Oh. Didn't we have them, though? I mean, like, didn't we have them on a fourth and, like, 
five or something, and they ran that little out route. Or wasn't there like twice where they had a fourth and like five to go or something like that? So on that last drive, I have it on camera still. Like I, I was, I have videos of it. They were at the last drive, and they were actually pinned up where we were sitting. They were pinned back against their own goal line, and it was a third and long, third down. And they were going to have to punt because there was still like three minutes left in the game or something on their final drive. They hit a couple third down conversions on that final drive, and that was one of them. It was We were screaming, screaming, screaming. Little out route, seven yards, boom. Easy catch, too. It wasn't even like it was contested. It was just an easy catch, and uh, they just kept doing that. They did like three times on the final drive, but I remember the one I started, I was like, oh, this will be the last play of the game then for us because we're going to seal it. We're going to get the punt return, da 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 We're going to stop them. They're going to punt it. And uh, I have it, and Kaepernick rolls out, throws it, boom. And I didn't think that, even at that time, I was like, oh, we still got this. They're still, you know, a ways away, and uh, we just couldn't stop them. But the thing is, is at the very end, we're screaming, screaming, screaming. There was a point, too, in the game where, you know, I think it was when they got to within three or something to that effect, or they might have tied it, and Doug Martin got a screen pass, and he was coming towards our side. And I remember at that point just going nuts. It was right before their final drive. We score on a screen pass, and he breaks it off and, and comes down. It was like a 60-yard touchdown or something like that. We're going nuts. Just crazy and that was when I just started talking all the trash in the world like I knew we had this game okay and then they go on that final stupid drive we get down there and (laughs) they score there's no time left on the clock we think we're going into overtime then what happens well first man like I really do feel sick right now but yeah so we get the ball back I remember was it the first play Kellen just bombs it right yeah I think it was the first play and what was that, 59 yards or something? Like, Kellen Moore, I don't think, has ever been known to have, like, a super strong arm. All of a sudden, dude, he slings one out there. And we're in the end zone. Yes. And Titus Young's running towards us. And, I mean, all of a sudden, we see the dude lay out, and he catches it. And so, I remember all the Nevada fans were, like, up against the railing, just screaming, oh. pointing at us, talking trash to us. And all of a sudden, I remember Titus Young lays out, catches it. They dispersed like ants in rain. Like they were just gone. They were out of there. And I remember how crazy we were going. All the Boise State fans started lining the fence because we knew like that next week, no offense, Utah State and Utah State fans, but you guys sucked then. And (laughs) no joke. Yeah, seriously, you guys were garbage. And we knew we had you guys next week. They're going to come on. They're going to make a field goal. We were all going to rush the field. Yep. And I even remember me and Logan. We yelled at the cameraman and said, yep. hey, after he makes this field goal, film us. We're rushing the field. So so here's what here's what happens during that moment. So remember what Miles said. He tells the cameraman to, to film him because they're going to rush the field. This is where I think there's a little conspiracy, right? He catches the ball, and they're rushing up to do a field goal, and they stop the clock because they have to review the catch for a very, very, very long time. So a lot of people would say that that was like, a conspiracy in the sense of you know it was ice in the kicker in a sense because they had to sit for a very long time to try to if you watch the replay he caught the ball it's not even a question it's like that takes a quick you know 10 20 seconds figure it out make the call and let's go um we're sitting there well standing there and we go up to the railings like miles said everybody disperses and now all the boise state fans are up on the railings because miles says film me i'm gonna be on the camera and i'm standing right next to miles and logan as he lines up and I'm pretty much like, I'm like right under the goalpost with Miles and Logan when the kick goes up. And I just remember looking at the ball, right? Ball comes up and to this day, I still, I, I, I still believe that kick was good 
because I was sitting right there and I, I remember looking behind me because the crowd is screaming and the whole Nevada crowd is just going nuts. And I'm like, why are they cheering? And I see every all the Nevada players and then I see the refs start signaling it was no good. To this day, I still think it was good. Even when I watched the replays, I think it was good. And if you guys remember, the goalposts were shorter back then and that was one of the one of the plays in history that caused you know Nevada to have to use the same height goalposts as everybody else and any other school that had short goalposts. I just remember doing that and then what happened next, Miles, after the, the the field goal was no good? What ended up happening for you? For me? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember what happened well, to, with I, the cameraman? What happened? Oh, he still filmed me. Because <laughs> you, you said film me. Yeah. So he kick. films me in like probably the worst moment of my life. <laughs> like, and some people probably go, like, oh, worst moment of your life. But seriously, like. Worst moment of your life. Yeah. Like I'm. I don't feel good right now talking about this. So I told you earlier, you were the Surrender Cobra before the Surrender Cobra was even a thing. Like, if you guys recall, like, looking on ESPN last year when, like, Michigan State beat Michigan, like, last year, the year before, whatever year it was, and they, they did that thing because they keep showing the fans that are devastated, and they call it the Surrender Cobra, and they even did a little three-minute blurb on it, like, showing, like, the different fans that have been devastated by their losses. Miles was the first Surrender Cobra, and you'll see that picture here because I'm going to post it on this podcast, so if you haven't seen it already, that's it's him, and Logan's right next to him, and Miles has his hands over his head because he just, he couldn't believe it that, that happened but he asked the cameraman to film him and you got to give it to the ESPN cameraman he he did what you asked he, he filmed you and he filmed Logan and I uh happened to already be getting back to my seat so if you ever see that picture you'll see me in the red beanie already turned around because um, I was going back to my seat but Miles was just devastated now obviously we know what happened uh, we go into overtime and we knew what was going to happen we all had a sick feeling like after that field goal was missed the momentum was already on their side we missed another field goal. They made theirs. We lose. What was it like getting out of that stadium to you? Terrible. <laughs> like, I don't know how to put Like, it was, like, A, it was, like, the worst walk ever. And then, B, the fans were just ridiculous. Like, drunk Nevada fans. Like, give me a break. Like, there's two of, like, the worst things. A drunk and a Nevada fan. Combine those into one. Dude, how many missing teeth do you think they all had? I don't know. Okay, so we're talking Nevada fans. These guys were just, like Miles said, just hammered, and they're obnoxious, and it was just awful. And we're walking down the street. We didn't drive to the stadium. We walked to the stadium from our oh. hotel. So we're good, like, you know, a few blocks. I'd say we were almost about a mile from the stadium, just a, you know, close to it, just down the street. And we had to deal with every honking car, just honking their horns, screaming at us on the road on the way down, because we're still in our Boise State gear. That was one of the worst walks of my life. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the fact that my nerves were shot. I actually got physically sick that night that I like got the flu almost. Cause, I remember that. Dude, I had to sit in the, in the bathtub because I was shaking all night because I was so physically sick. Oh, just the nerves and the cold. Um, man, I had to do some soul searching after that game. Like, How did you feel when we lost? You said it was like one of the worst moments of your life. And people might think that's dramatic, but explain what you mean by that so they can understand. Well, I I mean, it's like we... I know it's going to sound stupid. It's actually, no. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a sports fan. Exactly. And so you understand that like when you have... When you're a fan of a team, fan is short for fanatic, right? So you're a fanatic. And I remember that year, we'd been gone for two years. We came back. We knew we were the best team in the country. Like, we knew it. And we went to as many games as we could. 
I mean, we went to all the home games, as many away games as we could. We poured everything we had into it. That's all we wrote about for two years was the year we get back, you know, we were gone for two years. My letters home, you know, we're supposed to be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. It was like, hey, dad, make sure I have tickets and a plane booked. I'll pay you when I get home. Hey, dad, make sure I have tickets to the Oregon State game. Hey, dad, make sure, like, that's what it was. It wasn't like... It's all I looked forward to for two years of my life, and then it was all I did for a year of my life. Like, I worked to save for the Rose Bowl. I worked to get to the weekend to go to the game or to watch the game with buddies. That's like, that's what life revolved around. And that's, you know, like when you start dating a girl, like everything else ceases to matter almost, and that becomes your whole world. That's what Boise State was. Like, I started dating Boise State that year, and it was the only thing that mattered. And so when Bratzman missed that kick, it was the same thing. It was like walking and like, you know, you've seen those movies, like everything's blurry and you're just kind of walking. Like that's what it was like. It was, I remember fans were screaming, pushing us, saying things and just walking. I'm just like, no way. Like this didn't happen. It's like, no. And then you're like, okay, it, what if he would have made that? What if he would have made that? What if he would have made that? What if he, and that's all you could think about. And then the fans honking at you, yelling those things at you. And you just want to pick up an ice chunk and throw it through the windshield as they drive by. That's how I've changed. But I remember like, Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm going back. Dude, life, but it's okay. It I've the, done this today it already. It was the worst, <laughs> worst feeling ever. And then we get back to the hotel and it's just like, well, what do we do? And I remember I called my dad, yep. you know, who was supposed to like, you know, comfort me or whatever it was. And I call him and say, dad, I was like, what do I do with my life now? And he goes, are you kidding me? It's like, it was a game. And I was so <laughs> mad at my dad. I was like, you're an idiot. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Like, you don't understand what, you know, life's, you know, here's my dad who's been working for 30 years, has a family and kids. And I'm, I don't think he knows anything about life. But honestly, like, I oh, man, that makes me sound like just a turd. But it was the lowest point of my life up until that moment. No, it's not even a joke, though. Like, people think that we're kidding. It was honestly one of the worst situations that we have been through. Um, I remember people probably think we were like 16 years old. No, we were 21, 21, 21 and a half. <laughs> yeah, but it was bad. And I honestly, after that loss, I had to do some soul searching because I knew like Miles said, we had poured everything, every part of our soul into Boise State football that year, especially after that Virginia Tech win. Uh, once we won that game, we knew we had a solid team and that we had an opportunity to go to the uh, to the Rose Bowl. So, I mean, we had, we had it set. And uh, it was just so frustrating to see that happen. And we had to stay there an extra day because we had booked the hotel for a Saturday as well. So we ended up, because that game was on a Friday night, we ended up coming back on a Sunday. So that whole Saturday we were there and uh, we had to go, we went to the store. We had to be in our, and all we had was Boise State clothing because that's all we took there. And man, it was brutal just having to hear people. And like, they were a little bit, you know, nicer to us on Saturday and then we're Friday night because most of the people that were there Friday night were hung over and didn't wake up till Sunday morning anyway. So it was just an awful experience. And you know what? If we look back on it, like that changed the program forever because yeah, we've made a Fiesta bowl since then. Um, we've, we've done some good things since then, but even the next year, you know, similar thing happened. Um, and this is, we'll I go. mean, think about it. Like how many recruits do you think watched the Mako Las Vegas bowl? How many recruits do you think even know what Mako is? The only reason <laughs> I know what Mako is is because I went to that bowl game. It's a paint company, I think for cars. But that was what we played in the Mako Las Vegas Bowl in a stadium that seats 26,000 or whatever it is. Yeah, and they tried to hype it up too. They're like, oh, this is going to be a great game. Yeah. And 
and we're like, yeah, we went there. It was great because we were in Vegas. Yeah, and Boys to Men was like the people that sang the national anthem, <laughs> yeah. and but like that. I mean, how many people? How many recruits do you think watched the Rose Bowl? And how do you think TCU? Right, because TCU played in that yep. Rose Bowl. And how do you think they did a couple years later when all of a sudden, if they would have beat Baylor, they would have been playing in the national championship or they would have been playing in the college football playoff, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it wasn't just because of that year they got good. The exposure. Because they were in the Mountain West Conference at that time, right? They were yep. in the Mountain West Conference. And do you think that if they had played in the Mako Las Vegas Bowl, they would have been playing for a chance to play in the college football playoff a years couple down years the road. ago? No. No. Because they didn't have the exposure. They didn't have the recruits coming in. They didn't have the people, the, the caliber of players and the t- caliber of talent that they, they ended up getting because of that exposure. And it's exa- I love it. I love that analysis. And I mean, like, so they don't play in the Rose Bowl. Do you, do, maybe. Do you think they go to the Big 12? I don't know. And then all of a sudden you get Boise State coming in to the Mountain West Conference, right? Because they were in the WAC mm-hmm. when they played Nevada. And all of a sudden Boise State gets that invite to come play in the Mountain West with BYU, with Utah, with TCU. And TCU hasn't left because they probably didn't, they didn't play in the Rose Bowl. Like, I mean, there's a lot of what ifs here, but like you just mentioned earlier, like that had to have changed the program forever. Like, and I know that sounds dumb, but it did like no offense to anybody that may have caused us to lose that game, but you changed the course of Boise State football forever. It's so true, though. Like, if we sit back and think about it, it it truly did. For all those reasons, the program hasn't been the same. We've had some talent. Everybody says you got to look forward. You got to look forward. Yeah, we we are looking forward, but realistically, we can look back to and see. You know, a lot of things have to pan out, but like, there's no reason we should have lost that football game. There's a difference when you like get your butts kicked and whatnot, but we should not have lost that football game. We were up twenty four seven at halftime. We had a lot of missed opportunities in that game, and we should have been in the Rose Bowl. We would have destroyed Utah State because we still did, even though we lost that game. We went back, and like Miles said, they were garbage, terrible team. We were going to the Rose Bowl. We probably would have... I mean, we were playing Russell Wilson. That was a Wisconsin team with Russell Wilson. No doubt. Like, dude, I'm telling you, and we've said it, we're the best team in college football. Maybe Auburn, maybe um, Auburn and Cam Newton, but I have no doubt we would have smashed Wisconsin, right? And then, I mean... TCU ended up beating them, and I know, I know we were better than TCU. Yeah, so th- th- there's no doubt in my mind. We were better than TCU. TCU was good, but they they were not to our level at that that year. So it's a frustrating feeling. It changed the course of our lives. Um, are we still fans, though? No, not no. after this episode. Yeah, That's true, no, yeah. I'm still a fan. <laughs> and, I mean, a lot of what-ifs, because then that next year, right, we lost to TCU at home on the blue. I guess they did stay one year when we were there, but – we lost them on the blue because we fumbled when we had the lead and everything. They came down, scored, and then we couldn't. Another situation. Wide right, dude. Yeah, man. Wide that, right. We missed another field goal to lose that game against TCU the following year and missed out on an opportunity and playing in a, in a you know, BCS Bowl. And again, thank heavens, you know, Vegas accepts us because we went right back down there. You and I have given a lot of money to Vegas because of Boise State. I think that's why it's changed our lives. We could have had a lot more money. Like, we're talking like tens of thousands of dollars. Just kidding. Actually, you're <laughs> probably right. But seriously, like, when, yeah, man, I should sue Boise State because if we hadn't have gone to Vegas, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed gambling so much. There you go. An addiction started. Now Miles is down. Now we're actually, this is why we're having this therapy session. Man, it's brutal. So I'm glad the library let us record here for free. We couldn't record at our houses because we don't have any. Yes. So that's why you guys, you know, you get to hear our side of the story. 
and understand why Black Friday has a has a different meaning to us than it does to a lot of people. Do we like shopping? No. Do we like sports? Absolutely. And uh, this kind of ruined our Black Friday. That's why when my work does Black Friday specials, um, I don't pay any attention to them because this is just a brutal day. I just want to curl up in my, in my bed under a blanket and not talk to anyone, well, including my son. I wonder... Man, I'm just thinking like... Because I, I feel like I sound like an idiotic fan. I sound like that lady, that Alabama fan that calls in low. What's her name? Uh, on the Paul Feinbaum show, huh? I yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah, what her yeah. name Whatever is. Whatever her name is, like, roll tide. But I feel like I sound like that as a Boise State fan. But I don't think I'm wrong. And, like, usually, you know, I feel embarrassed. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, no, dude, that, that game ruined <laughs> a lot of things for us. Yeah. Like it, it just one last thing for me to touch on too in regards to that. Like when I got home, I started thinking I'm like, man, my life is too revolved around sports. Like I, this, this is taking too much of a blow to my life. So I made some stupid decisions after that, as far as like where my life was. I felt like I had to like gain control of my life and actually be a grown up. And then by doing that, I actually like forced myself into some situations I probably shouldn't have and relationships and stuff like that. So honestly, I think, I mean, we all are responsible for our own actions. I get that. But I think that that had a big influence on it. Not the ones following that game. (laughs) Dude, it's We had a full year that we weren't responsible for because of that. Okay. I, I, I get that. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I know. And then we went, I mean, dang it dude dang why did we do this episode <laughs> so hopefully you guys are you know listening to this and you don't feel sad after hearing it and hopefully you just you know we just want to show everybody to have a little more empathy well, hopefully and you do feel sad because then we <laughs> don't feel so alone and isolated and if you ever want to join us for a therapy session feel free to come on over to the game time guru but uh i just want to thank miles for joining me again today and i appreciate you guys listening um to our story about the nevada game in 2010 um hopefully we can do some more you know discussions that aren't so depressing um, and we can talk about some happy moments which we probably will in a in a not too not too distant future episode because we want to get our hopes back up and get you know. yeah i mean because we got college football what a month and a half away so yeah, we got yeah. a great season to look forward to we got our friends that we've had season tickets with for eight years now or whatever it's been where it's the same people we show up hey what's up we're so excited we start the year and then the games we find some disappointment but this is our year We've been saying it for seven years, but this is our year. This is it, man. Well, we won the Fiesta Bowl in, what, 2015? Yeah, we got a good victory against U, U of A. That yeah, and the awesome. stadium wasn't even full. Yeah. I mean, okay, so this is, this is our year. You know, yeah. after seven years of disappointment, this is our season. We're going to do it. I mean, we were at the Oklahoma game. I mean, that Oklahoma-Boise State first Fiesta Bowl. Let's just think about it that, and then this year, it's going to be even better. We're going to top that. So... I'm Shane Larson. This is the Game Time Guru. We'll talk to you guys next week, and uh, hopefully we can uh, bring on Miles again for some future discussions. You guys take care.